Yeah! It's that time! No, that's right. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you are here, then you are now tuned in and therefore have positioned yourself to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal, professional, and spiritual excellence. Now, I always say it because I mean it, because hopefully you are pursuing excellence. But if you are not pursuing excellence in one or all three places in your life, then you have come to the right place, guaranteed, especially today. All right. Welcome to this international episode of Become Undeniable. I am your mostly humble host, Brad Austin, keeping it real no matter whose feelings it hurts while providing undeniable value every step of the way. I said international because I mean it. Um, I am more than excited to have met our special guest today coming to us all the way from Nigeria. Man, I can't believe how I met this dude. I've met this guy randomly on, on Twitter. He was He's in the startup ecosystem, the startup world. I'm in the startup world, as you guys know. And he must have commented on something or I did. And he commented back or whatever. And we just, sometimes you just know when you speak to someone, regardless of whether it's through voice, through text, through typing, whatever else, no matter where they are, you just kind of know there's a connection there, you know, and that's supernatural, if I may be so bold as to say, but our guest, our special guest today is Mr. Isaac Amos. He comes to us again all the way from Nigeria. He is a venture strategist with Paradigm Venture Studios. And what this man does is he helps companies make products that are beautiful, functional, and profitable. Sounds like I need to bring him onto my team, man. <laughs> I ain't there yet. So he is also an unapologetic, devout follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, as am I. And we are here to glorify him today. But Isaac, my brother, welcome all the way from Nigeria. How the heck are you, man? Uh, thank you so much, Brad, for having me today. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome to be here eventually. Um, I mean, like you said, the meeting was supernatural. And I can't wait to see how the conversation goes today. And uh, I am sure the Lord will bless, you know, everyone that will listening. And yes, I, I, can't wait, I can't wait to see how the conversation pans out yet. Thank you for having me. Uh, I don't think, I don't think there's a question, man. If 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 we're if we're on it, it's gonna be dope. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> I don't think that's a definitely. I mean, I mean, I mean, man. So I, I've got I've got quite a few different questions for you, man. And I know that as people <laughs> are listening and discovering just where you are in the world, I think as Americans we naturally kind of wonder what it's like in different parts of the world, you know, and. <clears throat> If, if you're anything like me, if you if the viewer or listeners are anything like me, then I, I don't <laughs> I don't really trust the media in any any way, shape or form. I do not trust them, any of them. And I don't pay attention to them. I don't watch it. Um, and so hearing what things are like directly from someone who's actually there on the ground is is always preferable in my view. And I know that I know that people just naturally wonder, I wonder what it's like over there, you know. Um, so Isaac, before we kind of get into that kind of stuff, brother, I want to, 
I, I would love it if you would just tell us more about what you do as a venture strategist, all right? Like the types of companies you serve at Paradigm, what, how you serve them. Um, mm. I mean, that sounds like a cool title, venture strategist. I mean, that, that sounds awesome. I want to <laughs> no, be a venture it's, strategist. It's, it's, it's all in name. It's all in letters. Um, but uh, basically, what I do is, I uh, like I met you, I just really go on social media platforms or anywhere that I can found, find founders that are doing awesome stuff and um, mostly the digital products. And I begin to ask them questions about, you know, what the ideal future of their businesses would look like. And I begin to understand where they are at at the, at, at the time of the conversation. And then we begin to uh, together um, look at their vision and how we can sort of create a better picture or work together to actualize that vision. And sometimes that would mean I would bring in my expertise as a branding expert. I, I have some experience doing marketing and, uh, and also some sales advice. So you could think of me as that, uh, that sage uh, who is with a hero who is trying to guide them along that path uh, to success. All right. And uh, like you rightly said, my aim is to help founders create solutions that are desirable, that is people want to use them, but also do the job well. And while they are at it, they make, you know, they are, they are being profitable. All right. So it, it is, it is actually to change people's lives in, in the ways that, uh, that are not disadvantageous to anyone. You know, the founders are happy, uh, the users, the customers are happy. And um, typically I work with brands that are more uh, community driven, all right, or are creating digital products to drive some sense of community togetherness because I feel that now more than ever, we need to stay together as humans to really uh, uh, fight the challenges that we face, you know, uh, as a whole and uh, products that educate people in that wise to become better versions of, of themselves, especially in their relations to other people, I tend to gravitate towards people like that. Uh, regardless, I still, you know, work with traditional corporate agencies. Uh, I, I have experience working with LG, Adidas, the Bosch, uh, the Emmys, you know, just really creating digital experiences that are top-notch, that are desirable, that did the job. And, um, made some money for for those that created them. And so um, that's sure. much about what I do. So just strategy, figuring out what to do while we are doing it and how we win is, is my very um, favorite quote to say. Strategy is how do we win? And so that's what I do every day. I, I talk to founders and figure out with them how they win for themselves and for those they serve. Yeah, 100%. So you... You just mentioned, you know, I keep hearing this word a lot, man. I keep hearing this word community a lot, you know? Yep. Um, yep. For some strange reason, I, I think I, th I think God is, is, is putting that in my face, like, a lot the past week or two, honestly. It, it's, <laughs> it's more than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm, I'm just not really that, that social media guy. I don't go and post stuff on there. I just, I don't really have, you know, I go on Twitter and I, I, I'm careful about who I follow. And yep. just because I, of the content that I want, you know, I don't want the dreck. I don't want the, the useless stuff. You know, I just want things yep. that'll, that'll add. Right. Yeah. So, mm. but you talked about community and you talked about mm. staying together as humans. I mean, 
Like, mm-hmm. can we peel that back a little bit? And can you tell me what you mean by that and why you say that? Um, so, uh, as much as I don't like it, I think um, the world is getting more individualistic than it should be. All right. So everyone is really focused on themselves and um, what they think is right for themselves alone. All right. So uh, in the startup world, you see that world, that that word community used uh, frequently. It's almost like a buzzword. All right. But I was talking to uh, a founder, Deborah Smith of Ella Groove, of Early Groove. She she helped redefine um, community as where we share information with each other, where we are more uh, a community is where we share information with each other to the end that the other person gets value for it and to the end that they become better versions of themselves. So the idea is, are they becoming, are we in the community becoming better versions of themselves, of ourselves rather? So that's like my goal for community. All right. The, the, the idea for community yeah. is every individual in the community is bringing something on their own to the table to make sure that every other person is becoming a better version of themselves. So as they get to know themselves by interaction, they begin to leverage on the wisdom of everyone, which I think what is what social media should be. You know, I don't know this. Uh, and then someone knows it on Twitter. And then I, oh, oh, wow. So this is what it is. And then I go use that in my life to get better. But a very a much engaging community would have people who would reach out to me and ask ab- about how I'm doing, as opposed to the way social media is right now. You know, everyone is just doing their thing and wants everyone else to respond without really, really engaging truly with the art and soul of the people that you're communicating to. So um, com- community for me is not much about bringing people together. It is about the engagement between the individuals and the community. That's what community mm-hmm. is for me. Great. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, people, people, people join groups on different social platforms, right? And they, yeah. they think that they're in a community, but they're mm-hmm. not getting that value that you just spoke of, right? No. I think, especially, I don't know about where you are, but here in the States, it is, I think we have an epidemic of people being self-consumed, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah. And, not really what's that no no yeah yeah you're right man okay not people like not really willing to give of themselves as a natural state you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and you're saying mm-hmm. it sounds like to me what you're saying is that if you are going to join in a community then make sure it is a cr- community whether you create it or not that brings only people into it that have that mindset to give versus to get. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 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 And I also think that. So is uh, that you know? Hmm. Please. I also think that the yeah. I also think that the idea of community is we can find that you know um, in the Bible. You know, yours. It's a, this is a supernatural conversation, so I wouldn't really shy to really make that parallel between some of the words of Jesus and what we are talking about, right? You know. When I think about community, I think about the word of Jesus when it says, um, you know, when Paul also, you know, reading the words of Jesus and, and looking at the, the life of Christ begins to say that we do not consider ourselves better than others. 
but we consider others better than ourselves. So the way we should live is from others to ourselves. And you know, the, the greatest commandment that, that Jesus gave was to love the other person as you love yourself. So the first action you're taking is consciously trying to love the other person and that can play out in different ways. Offering value, being, being of help, encouraging, you know, providing services, building a brand that could help someone else. You know, that the way that plays out is, uh, is, is, is numerous. So I think the idea of God was to actually make us a community of individuals who are looking to make every other person better every single day that's that that was god's idea of making man you know to really live together mm-hmm. to to become better versions of ourselves as we engage and interact with, with each other so i just wanted to put that out there yeah oh 100 man there there's a lot of there's a lot of things that people are discovering for the first time um that they think are new right mm-hmm. <laughs> they think mm-hmm. they're new but it's really it's really all yeah. biblical. It's been there for thousands of years, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So when you <laughs> so when you talk about community, um, is that is that what the startup ecosystem is like where you are in Nigeria? Is that is is that what's going on, or, or just can you give us a a, a a sneak peek or a peek into what the startup life is like over there? Uh, um, not I wouldn't say so, um, because because of the nature of the corporate world. Because of the nature of the startup world, um, everyone is gunning for the bottom line. All right. So there's this conversation I was having the other day where, uh, you know, everyone is really saying community, community everywhere. And so one of the ways they do that is they say they want to create a wait list. They want to create a wait list. And sometimes when I talk to founders, I'm like, um, you should create a community out of your wait list instead of, instead of just putting people in, in there. But um, I've discovered mm. that one of the things that they do is, oh, oh nice, Isaac. And then they, they go ahead to begin to, you know, say, oh, our waitlist is a community, but they don't really offer value day-to-day to those people in the waitlist. And this is why it makes sense. You need to keep those in your waitlist engaged up until launch because now you they have there's a better chance that they will buy your product if they are engaged along the way, why they are waiting, all right? So just imagine you you sign up for a waitlist two months ago and nothing from that waitlist. You, you are just in there. And then an email pops up. Hey, we've launched and it is $5 every month. You're like, oh, no, I, I really don't need that, all right? And so regardless, if you have been enga- you've been engaging with that brand or that product over, over the months, it will be very easier for you to say, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you guys are all about, all right? If you're getting some value from that wait list, might not necessarily have to do with the product, all right? So um, that's like the idea that I have in my mind, but I don't find that anywhere else. Like I said, the startup world is the same in in the ideology, regardless of the continent. Everyone is looking to make money. So when you ever say community wait list, they just want to have like, I imagine it might be graphic analogy. You just have like cows in... The slaughterhouse, <laughs> you just wait for you to, okay, now it's time to get you killed. So bring your $5 for subscriptions and then we are done with you. All right. So you're just like getting people into a slaughterhouse. That's what I see they them do now. 
you know, just get a move in the wait list and say, <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's time to, to get you charged $5 for this that you probably oh, have gosh. forgotten when you sign up for the wait list. All right. So I don't really see that Bro. sense of community where I am. And because 70% of the time, I am mostly engaged with the American startup ecosystem. You know, most of what we mm. now see in community, and that says is sentiments, is people having pref- emotional preferences and trying to form groups of people and then forming some sort of antagonistic groups against other groups. All right? So we are not looking, yeah. like the Bible says, we're not looking at each other as though we are the same you know we are we are not really interacting with each other oh i can offer some value to you i can i can do that for you you know without necessarily saying oh i need to get something back from you all right and so my idea when i talk to founders is when you're trying to be the community make sure that you want to give value if it's a waitlist if you truly give value and the guys in your waitlist if it is 10 percent of the 10 10,000 people you have in your waitlist see value They'll become lifetime customers. And the LTV from that can be a very good figure that you could put in your pitch deck to get investors to, you know, I, I say engage customers or engage waitlisters make better customers, really. If you have them engaged, they make better customers. They'll pay you more. They'll stay with you longer. So, Yeah. Man, Isaac, that is, bro, that is... That is good, man. I, I'm here to tell you, I've never, I've never heard of that. And you know, it's it's not that it hasn't, I guess, been done in some form or fashion, right? Because you people, you get on a wait list, right? You get people on a wait list, and then they send an email every now and again, and it's just basically touching them, making sure they remember who you are. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this concept of, you know, especially for businesses, for, for SaaS companies, for anything mm. that's coming, right? Anything mm. you're bringing to the marketplace, mm. the idea of building a community list versus a wait list. Yeah. I mean, community. maybe I'm just behind, man. Maybe I'm no. just behind and I don't know about it or what have you, but I think it's awesome. I think it's dope. And I think that yeah. that, that should be purposeful, yeah. right? If you're, yep. you know, first you give people a reason to get into that community, mm-hmm. not on the wait list, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then you treat them as such, yep. as community members, yep. giving of yourselves yep. up until the point to where then they will yep. give back to you by supporting your product. Yeah, definitely. It becomes easier for you to make ambassadors out of your customers. It makes it yeah. easier because what you in, in in that period, I tell founders, what you want to do is you want to make those in the waitlist feel like they are your co-founders, but not necessarily co-founders. They're just building with you every single day. They know what's up with you. Right. They know what you're doing. So they begin to have that sense of, oh, we built this together. That's what it feels like. We built this together. So it's it's more of you ceding that ownership to them by creating that community in that sense. You're like, hey, this is who I am. It's, it's almost like, you know, when you say building in public and everyone is really, really just, everybody's bastardizing that right now. Everybody's just using that as a fast. But really engage with those guys, like bring people to talk to them naturally you know they are individuals also they are their lives are beyond the product you want to sell and so you you yeah. know this goes back to understanding your customers you want to understand as much as possible as you can about them because they're individuals right they are beyond the numbers they are beyond the downloads and the upload and the saves they are beyond those metrics they are individuals and if you treat them as such the numbers will respond to that 
Yeah, hundred percent, man. That's that's awesome, though. I think I think if I know there's more great takeaways to come, but <laughs> I can tell you, if nothing else, man, that creating that community list and and the yeah. nuggets that they got from from you speaking about it, bro, that is that's power right there, man. <laughs> that's powerful. Okay, Seriously, that's I mean that that's it's a different mind. It's a different outlook. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you get people on a wait list. You, oh, you got to build the wait list. You got to build the launch. You got to build this. You gotta, yeah, you do. But mm-hmm. how you go about doing it, is it going to be like everybody else or is it going mm-hmm. to be building a community up front? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, I could be wrong about this. I welcome your thoughts. But if you build that community list before you go live, I mean, I think there's probably some value as well. Like you said, bring them in a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Give not like not, not like give them ownership in the sense of, of giving them ownership, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. help them like let them in yeah. to your daily and and that includes that includes letting them into your struggle that day. Yeah, because what most founders make the mistake of doing, I'm sure I've done it. I'm sure everybody else has done it, but mm-hmm. we always want to look good to everybody. We always want to project that picture of success, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they think that you cannot project anything else and people accept you and join you. And that's not yeah. the case. I don't think that's, yeah. that doesn't sound like that's what you're saying. Yeah. You can let them in, man, today sucked. I just mm. did this or I had, I thought it was going to go this way and it didn't. And then mm. you may get a better response from that community. Mm. But if nothing else, you let them in and they see mm. that vulnerability mm. that you let them in. Mm. Is that, is that something that would, that's accurate? Yeah. I, I know, you know, some, some folks can be listening to that and say, Oh, oh no, oh no. You can probably do without uh, being vulnerable. And, right. Some people may have gotten results without being vulnerable. Um, but one of the things I'm beginning to think about is I'm beginning to think about uh, brand awareness and the met- some of the metrics that we, um, that I sort of track when I want to measure brand awareness. I begin to think about uh, brand recall and top of mind, like as your product top of mind. And I begin to ask myself the questions, what really makes anybody recall something first or think about something firstly? So I, I, I have some answers. Um, what memories do I remember first? I've been asking myself, what memories mm. do I remember first? And why do I remember them? Are they always good memories? What mm. about those memories made them easy to remember? And so... Yeah, some people may go, oh, somebody from your wait list or your commenting list might go, oh, I don't like this guy sharing his weakness, sharing his weakness. Some may leave, but some may not. In fact, some will not. And mm-hmm. because of that sense, like I said, ownership that you're giving them, sometimes I'm not saying just over overwhelm them with your burdens and what you what is not going well, but just really right. show them that you're 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 a human being too, you know. You know, I met a founder who had four children under, under the ages of five and was running a startup. So that is like a fact that you can share. And so if you add mothers in your community list, that would make sense to them. Now, that is this is way outside of what, what you're building. This is way outside of what you're building. She had twins and, and a couple of other kids. So what do you, what do you are seeing as a founder that the customers can relate to and are more open to talk to and in that sense, you know, it becomes you are creating memories, like blocks of memories. So what that does is that it makes it easy for them to recall you. And because mm. it's just an experience they can relate to, you can imagine your customers using your experience or your email as an example during their day. You want to think about that. 
can I tell them something that they can say? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I read this email today, and she was saying that. Now that has become part of their daily experiences. It's become part of what has what is forming the way they think. And so, as I begin to think diapers or think about any need that has to do with your solution, it makes it easy, top of mind. It makes it easy to recall, brand recall. So, just so we want to, you know, like have those, you know, someone is probably thinking, oh, how does that, how does that. How does that help the brand grow? That's how it helps the brand grow. It creates a brand awareness. It makes it easy for 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 them to recall your brand. It, it, it keeps mm -hmm. their, it keeps your brand at, at the top of mind. So just to, you know, just give some um, some facts there, and how that works. Yeah, and and remember, it, it, just in line with what you're saying, man. Memories are always tied to an emotion. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a pleasant emotion or a not so pleasant emotion. Yep. You still remember it the same, yep. right? Sometimes mm -hmm. more so than others, but it is mm -hmm. always tied to an emotion. So mm -hmm. trying to create that emotion in that community list yeah. is what you're going for, in my opinion. Yeah. Bro, so, man, you seemed, you you said something about sales earlier, how you, and and it seems that you have, you developed some sales skills and everything, because we talked mm -hmm. in, in our interview prior, right? So, mm -hmm. It seems like you've developed sales skills that you didn't seem to always have. All right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I found it intriguing and I'd love for you to share the story about how you learn those sales skills, because, mm -hmm. you know, if you ask, ask somebody who's great at sales, how you learned it, it's either <laughs> like on the job training. Yeah. Right. It's reading 16 different books about <laughs> it and then mm -hmm. going on the job training and getting their feet wet and everything else. But mm -hmm. it, this isn't nor how you normally learned it, man. I'd, yep. I'd share with us how you learned what you know about sales. Yes. Um, uh, my, my, my career has it's been supernatural. And because I know this is a supernatural conversation, uh, I started out, I actually started out as a brand designer. So I was just making logos and stuff. And I figured out on my uh, strong strategy. And as I began to do strategy, I figured out that marketing and sales from the backbone of businesses. So I needed to learn sales. I needed to learn why people buy. I think that was mm. like the question. Why do people buy stuff? That's what the question. Why do I? Why do? Why do people buy? Because I need to make sure that I can create a product that people would buy. And to do that, I need to understand what people buy and how they buy, so that I can create a very good product that matches that. So, uh, and I had very strong interest in psychology and all of that. I began to, to read um, some reports about um, fMRI scans, you know, different surveys and all of that. But I, the key moment for me was, I think I was in the bathroom one day and I think I shared that with you. Uh, and it just occurred to me that the Holy Spirit knows, the Holy Spirit of God knows everything about everything. All right? He knows everything about every single thing. And I was like, uh, Holy Spirit, I need you to teach me about sales. I want to learn sales from you. I want you to teach me sales. And it, it, it might sound so, oh, why? But I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe that um, I believe that the essence of all of this that, that God did through Jesus Christ was so that we could have an intimate relationship with him. Yeah? Because the Bible yeah. tells us that he has given us, he has redeemed us, and he has given us his spirit in our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So that word Abba is like Papa. 
It's like in a June, like Papa, like it's a word of right. endearment. And so that the the God's idea in in making in bringing Jesus in becoming man and dying for us was so that we could have some sort of father to son relationship where we could share the details of our hearts, where we could have that intimate relationship. And having understood that, I knew he would want to teach me about sales because my career is a, it's a very is a very important part of my life. In fact, he gave me this life. <laughs> that's the, that's a funny thing, uh, you know. He set me on this path, and um, I was out of the bathroom, and I just I have this website that I download ebooks from. And I'm like, what should I do next, Holy Spirit? And it says, check books on prospecting. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. On prospecting, yeah, yeah, prospecting, okay. prospecting and lead lead generation. I'm like, okay, gotcha. so what books do I download? Because there were tons of them, and as I began to scroll on my phone, I began to hear this one, that one, this one, that one, and then downloaded downloaded a couple of books, and then added on my phone. I'm like, ah, Holy Spirit, this is this, are tons of books. Where do I start from? What which one do I read now? Because I need to learn how to figure out sales. And it's like uh <laughs> read fanatical prospecting, I think by is it Jeff Blount or Jeff? I can't remember, but it's, it's a blonde guy, you know. And I began to read that and I read it up until a particular point and I stopped. I just I just stopped and I and I began to you know try out some things and I began to work and I formed a supernatural relationship with Alice Aman. She's 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 a big person on 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 LinkedIn, and I began to see how that people were more open to share like sales strategies to me, and most likely all that they had learned over 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 twenty years, like just you know when someone has failed or started has failed and just gives you the bullet points and like go with this and you go and it works. You know, I, I I literally had someone who said he was bored having done B2B marketing sales. Ken Chow, that's his name. You know, he had done B2B marketing, marketing and sales for like 20 years. And I was having weekly calls with him, free. I mean, this is someone who is who had done that. I had, I had calls with him free. And I was getting insights from him. And I used them, in, in, you know, for the venture studio. I met lovely people that I, you know, could relate with because that's how I do sales. I do sales with the mindset of community too. So I interact with the founder as an individual. All right. And and that was one of one of the ways I met Alice Amen. You know, some of the things I could, I was learning from sales, I, I I practiced that with uh with Alice and, and, and it worked. And so I wouldn't say it's necessarily a book, but what I really want to align is that conversation with the Holy Spirit. That conversation with the Holy Spirit is what I'm trying to align here how it is possible for the Holy Spirit to really teach you anything or everything about everything you need to know. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that includes sales, includes marketing, includes whatever, fundraising, just just, just name it. Mm. And it talks to us, yes. Wow. Yeah, loud and, loud and clear. Right. It talks to so, us. Yeah. <laughs> so God, so, <laughs> bro, you, you know people are listening to this, man. Yeah, you know, people is listening to this. Yeah, and, and they're like, "All right, so this guy, this guy is saying God taught him sales." Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> right? just, just so, just so, just so, just so we are clear. Our portfolio right now 
in the studio is a nine figure. We have a nine figure portfolio, just so they're wondering if 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 it works. We currently have a nine figure portfolio and yeah. <laughs> just so Yo, dude, okay. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So this guy in Nigeria is telling this other guy in Florida that the company he works for has a nine-figure portfolio. And part of the reason for that is because of this guy's sales abilities who came who who were downloaded from God himself. <laughs> Not because he did this or that or did 20 years of sales experience. No, no, no. People are gonna think you're nuts, bro. No, yeah, think you're crazy. Really, um, that's why you know when we're talking, it's supernatural. It, it isn't supposed to be natural, and so I'm not saying right. when I'm necessarily taking out what really works in like in the box. What I'm saying is sure. I'm understanding what works in the box, but I'm constantly expanding the box. If I have to go outside of the box, so let me give you an example. I am praying in the morning. I'd reached out to um, a, a friend, a founder who works with a VC. A fund, but it was a mm-hmm. brand on the side. He's it's, it's building a product, and then he, he, I reached out to him like close to his marriage. He had, he had he had a wedding, and then he was like, "Oh, okay." We scheduled a call. I sent a proposal. You know, all the works, and then he ghosted me for like two months. I'm like, "Holy spirit, what's wrong?" I was like, "Chill out." I mean, so that's what the Holy Spirit gives you. It tells you what leads to pursue mm. and which ones not to. And it's like, chill out is going to come back. All right. And then I wake up one morning and I'm like, Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. So what do we do for sales today? And I begin to get an inspiration from him about posting something not sales related, man. This is just about the Holy Spirit and my relationship with God. And guess what? Immediately, this guy enters my DM immediately and says, I need to build a website. I need to build the app. Come again on a call. Let us review the proposal. So that's one example of mm. the outside of the box way that if I am not telling you right now, my CEO thinks I went through the traditional ways to get that sale. So mm. the figures, the natural response to the supernatural. That's how he has made it. That's how he has made yeah. life to be. So, I just need to engage the supernatural and natural response to me. Does that mean I go beyond what is obtainable in natural? No, but I learn how to navigate the natural better. I know what works. I know what shouldn't work in the natural because the supernatural is really, really giving me, you know, that inroad into and what I should do. So um, it's yeah. possible. It's really, really possible. I mean, just like the way we met, man, it was just, it really was just, I think you should reply to Brad. Like there were tons of replies. And that's, that's the way it works with me. I think you should reply to Brad. You should learn what... And basically, I don't typically know what's beyond that instruction sometimes. I don't yet go. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. So it's like reply to Brad. And I don't know what that conversation would look like. It is in retrospect right. and we begin to see the supernatural ad. So for me, it's mostly that yeah. response. Response to the notch, you know. So, And now we are here talking about... It always... Man, here we are. Yeah. It always, you you always learn why after. Why after. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Always learn mm-hmm. why after. You mm-hmm. never know before. You just, no. you have to, bro, that's that's why I'm doing this show, man. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think I told you about that. That mm-hmm. That's why I'm even 
being a stupid podcast host. <laughs> <talking> <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're because not. the Holy Spirit told me to, man. Mm. You know, in, in a time of literally nothing going well, nothing working, every mm. every path I was going down was just getting blocked after blocked after block after block. You know what mm. I mean? And mm. just out of the blue, I I I'm sitting at my desk and just in silence and 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 the Holy Spirit says, start a podcast. Now, people people think we're nuts. Yeah. Right? When when we say this stuff like that, but mm. but guys, listen, it is not like it's very rare that you actually hear the words start a mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear those words. Words, yeah. I just I knew I was being yeah. spoken to. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and I knew what it meant without yeah. hearing the words. Yeah. It is theme of the show, supernatural. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just is. That's the only way to explain it. And yep. and I I, I hope that people will listen to this and get curious about it and start seeking it for themselves, bro. Because mm. you and I aren't the only ones that have access. No, like, everybody has access if they yeah. want. It. That's that's the. I mean, that's God's master plan. Like you see, you you understand the the idea of community we're talking about. That's God's idea of yeah. community. It is every single person in the community has access to the resource, all single resource that the community has access to. So no one is. And as special access. So there's a one all access, yeah. and that access is Jesus. You know, once you believe in him, oh preach, brother, God. preach. That's all. Come on. That's now. all. That's all. That's all. Once you believe in him and say, in fact, if you do that right now and say, Holy Spirit, I think I'm trying to believe what Isaac and Brad is saying. Like literally, if you if you've had no conversation with with, with God in your entire life and say, I think I'm trying to believe what Brad and Isaac is saying. And you really set your mind, you really believe in your heart that you're not not. I put it to you, you will hear God speak to you, even in this moment. Yeah, man. You will. Yeah, man. Boy. All right. So before we go, before we actually walk into church here, bro, let's, let's <laughs> talk about one more thing, all right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> all right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, all right, bro. At, at, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? You probably know, like I know, even if, even if you haven't, you know, been there yourself per se, you are working with people daily who have been there or are there. Yeah. yeah. And where is there? What I'm talking about is that it is this this lonely place Mm. for a long time before Mm. it gets exciting. Yeah. Right. Yep. So before it gets exciting, before you gain traction, before Mm -hmm. things start to move. Yeah. Right. There are a lot of days, bro. Mm -hmm. I can tell you firsthand experience, a lot of days filled with like waiting and mm. waiting for things, mm. things not happening, mm. getting blocked, mm-hmm. getting disappointed, getting frustrated, wondering if you should do this anymore, right, etc. And just giving up whatever. Should I do it? Should I not, right? Yeah. So, bro, you, you have to, as an entrepreneur starting out before things get good, you have to find ways to get through that time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to actually find you. You said something the other day when I talked to you, you, you talked about finding joy in the mundane. Yep. Right. Yep. And so I, I need to, I need to ask for your help, for your thoughts, because there are people, there are founders listening to this right now who are in the mundane. Mm-hmm. They are literally treading water. They are going mm-hmm. nowhere. They're in an mm-hmm. endless sea of, of mm-hmm. horizon mm-hmm. Of, of water that doesn't seem to end. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm painting this, 
graphic picture for yeah, you yeah, here, man. Yeah, yeah. But, I like it. Yep. But tell them how do they like how do they find the actual joy in this mundane, man, when when while you are continuously pushing forward every day. Yeah. And just before I go to answer that question, I feel a sense that if if, if there's anyone right now who is listening to this and you are in that very rough space and mm, you're in that rough space right now, rough patch, you're thinking of quitting or just pulling the plug, uh, just like Jesus spoke peace to the storm. I, I, I speak peace to your mind. I speak, I, I speak help to you. Help comes to you today. And uh, trust me, you, you, you will see that. Uh, sorry, I had to do that because I just literally heard that. And I know that the Holy Spirit would do, do, do just what he, he, he desires, you know, in the life of people listening to this. Um, the joy in the mundane. It's interesting. Um, I, I got that from, you know, my mentors in the faith and uh, Pastor Joshua and, 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 and Pastor Jacobs. Just, I just, I'm just putting out their names out there for the record. Um, you know, Jesus says something very interesting. He says, in this world, you will face tribulation. I was like, oh, why? Why, Jesus? I mean, isn't that the essence mm. of all of this? Isn't, isn't that the essence of why am I believing in you? Why are you, why are you going out to say in this world you face tribulations? But it doesn't end the sentence there. He says, but be of good cheer. That is rejoice. Oh, but I'm in a tribulation, Lord. How shall I rejoice? He says, rejoice because I have overcome the world. Oh, Jesus, what do you mean? I am just saying, just believe that I have overcome that tribulation by what I did for you and stay in joy. And that's how you triumph over the tribulation. All right. Mm -hmm. That's how you get joy in the mundane. Another verse in the Bible that gives me, you know, that buttresses that part. He says that as you be begin to believe in the fact that Jesus overcame the world, Paul prays for the Romans. And he says that God, who is the originator of hope, confidence in things, is going to fill those who believe in Jesus with the joy and peace of believing in him every single day. You see that it doesn't say that he's going to fill them with joy because things are going so well. He said it's going to fill them with joy mm. because they believe in Jesus. Then he moves mm. on to say that through the power of the Holy Ghost, they would have a confidence in the promises of God about them. That as you are being filled with joy every single day, believing in Jesus, the Holy Spirit begins to work in your present reality, turning things around as you continually experience the joy, so much that you are now confident as you move on that God's word is true and Jesus loves you. And, you know, so that I don't preach too much. Um, you, you're launching this product. So, for example, I, I have experienced people going to accelerators, founders institutes, texters, you know, doing stuff. Mm. And you're like, oh, man, it's, it's, so, it's so difficult, man, uh, you know. And, 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 and as you should be. As it should be, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know, it's some brain intensive work. Some of them are not sleeping for weeks and weeks upon weeks. Some of them have families and it's difficult. And I'm saying, uh, yeah, that's your tribulation. That's a tribulation. That is, that is, 
That is what the sinful world has to offer. So what do you do about that? There are two things. Is that you get anger and what is not working and you get sad and sad every day and you pull the plug or you decide to believe in Jesus' statement, Jesus' word. And that's the interesting thing about it. Jesus is just saying, I just wanted you to believe that I am saying to you that I have overcome the world. That's all you need to do, man. Not Nothing else. Nothing else. And the Holy Spirit would yeah. convict you about what I am saying. Like, literally, we are not necessarily doing anything here. Like, we are just believing in what Jesus said. And the Holy Spirit is convicting us about what Jesus has said, giving us the joy. You know, you are not revving up the joy from your inside. It is God giving you. That's why it says you would receive joy from God. It is not. It is. It's a supernatural thing. You get the joy. Yeah. And as you begin to become joyful in that, I can give the psychological dimension to that. I can give the psychological dimension to that. One day, I, 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 I am worried about work. Work is not going so well, and um, the Lord begins to tell me something about you know in the book of Proverbs. How that uh, the fools are mostly all, all, always sad. That's why they are unproductive. The fools are always mm. sad. That's why they are unproductive. I'm like, what yeah. do you? I'm like, do you think you can do any great work when your emotions are not positive? Right, taking over you. It's taking over. You're overwhelmed with sadness. You, 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 you can't be productive in, in that sense. So the joy that I'm actually giving you is to set you in a mind state where you can actually work. So I'm not just saying be joyful and don't work. I'm actually giving you what it needs, what you need to be productive. I'm actually setting you in that yeah. mind state to be productive. All right? And uh, one yeah. last thing that I know for this in the mundane for founders is uh, Peter, uh, uh, um, First Corinthians tells us something. It says Christ is unto us the wisdom of God. Because what founders need in that in that moment is wisdom, is wisdom. Like I said, like wisdom for we need that every day, bro. Wisdom every day. <laughs> we need that every, every day. Every day. So because <laughs> in that moment, what really being brings despair is not knowing what to do next. That's what brings the despair mm. in that moment. Oh, how do I get traction? I don't know what to do. I've tried all that I can. I don't know what to do. Mm. And so it is. Mm. I would give you an analogy now. Imagine Peter as a founder. No traction, no fish. No traction, no mm. fish. Tall day and night, no traction. Yeah. No traction whatsoever. And Jesus comes and says, uh, "Deep, do this thing." And it's like, man, I've been building this for seven, seven years, man. No traction, man. I was up all night. <laughs> I was up. No traction, bro. I, I, I spoke to seven investors this last week, man. No traction, bro. And it's like. But what, what does Peter say? At your word. So Peter wasn't really, really convinced totally. But, you know, because you said so, you know, that's what we do. Because right. Jesus said so, we do it. And what happens? It gets the traction. I mean, he probably asked an exit. I mean, that was like the last day. He exited. He exited. Peter, the founder, exited from the fishing business. He made so much, he had to exit. Man, it stopped, it stopped being a fisherman, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's one of the things that I, I, I just really think about. Like, yeah, that's what we do. We found us, we end up staying with Peter, trying to hard, trying to hard, getting nothing, getting nothing, no traction, mm -hmm. no validation, 
no's upon no's upon rejection emails from investors. I was like, oh, so yep. what do I do? Remain joyful because you know that you're, there is one who has spoken certain things about you. But confidence is in Jesus. And at his word, every single time you remain joyful in the tribulation, you do not know how much power is released when you do that to change. You know, I don't want to care where the fishes will come from. I don't want to care what attraction will come from. I really believe in the supernatural. Right. You know, you, the investor who said no can come back the next day. He can come back the next day. It's, it's possible, man. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You don't know. You don't know, man. I got I to gotta tell you, one of the things that, you know, sometimes people say things to you in life that you just never forget. Mm. And, um, you know, my my wife said something to me a long time ago, and uh, she's she's very wise. And I don't I didn't understand what it meant back then. And I, I do. I believe I do now. Mm. And she she said that happiness is a choice. Right. Mm. She said you can mm. choose to be happy. Right. And. You, you, you can say that to some people and they will look like look at you as you as if you are crazy now we 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 tend to choose to be happy by leaning on the holy spirit to mm-hmm. help us supernaturally get there quicker mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. in, in a better way yeah but people will look at you funny and and they don't understand that and i'm thinking okay well how how is that not how do you not understand that right you're you're choosing to be anything else you're choosing to be sad you're choosing to be upset. You're choosing mm. to be pissed off. You're choosing mm. to be all those things, but yet you mm-hmm. can't choose the happiness. Mm. It's just another one of the, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's still a choice, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I, I, I get that now. It, it, and it's so empowering because then you can stop yourself and you can say, God, Holy Spirit, please just help me get past this. Yeah. Help me. Like, bro, I ask for people listening. Look, what Isaac's talking about here. It, 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 it can be applied in all things. True story. Last week, um, I, I mean, wife was playing something on social media and that stupid cat song came on. I don't know if you've heard it or not. The the Oh No song that's played. The background music. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. drives me nuts, bro. <laughs> and everybody uses it and it's disgusting. <laughs> Stop using it if you're using it out there. Stop. <laughs> now. <laughs> it's disgusting but anyway so but that's why they use it because it gets stuck in your head mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the tones and the frequencies they mm-hmm. get stuck in your head mm-hmm. and so i i go to turn in for the night and i get in the shower and everything else that stupid song is stuck in my head and i mm-hmm. do not want that crap in my head <laughs> so yeah. I, said, I said i stopped for a second i said bro i said god please please i cannot get this thing out of my head i don't want to think about it can you please remove this from my mind <laughs> all right yep I'm telling you, bro, five seconds later, what I could not do for myself. That's it, man. The song was gone. That's it. Never man. to return. As something as simple as that, guys. That's it, man. I mean, like, like right? what, what you're saying is so is is so pivotal to having a very, very peaceful and fruitful life. Like, it doesn't have to be the big things, man. Right. I mean, that's 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 what that's what um Jesus was trying to tell people is he was saying, Do you know that the, the the ear on your head is numbered by God? That's how petty, if we're gonna use the word, that's how 
That's how intentional he is about you. Like he takes out time to num to number the air on your head. So why wouldn't he be concerned about the zit on your forehead? It, <laughs> you know, you know. So if he's concerned about numbering, if, if if an omnipotent being is concerned about numbering the air on your head, why wouldn't he make that call with the investor work? I mean, so the question is, why did he have to answer you, Brad? That's the question. I mean, why did he have to answer you? Why? It is inconsequential. Some might say it's inconsequential. What does God have to do with it? Yeah. But really, in five seconds, and that's really what draws me to God. The, you know, the idea of God, you know, as as displayed by Jesus Christ, like it shows how intentional of a father he can be. That's why I said about Abba, like Abba, like Father. I don't want this in my mind. It's disturbing. I can't yeah. concentrate, and and just. Just take it, take this off me, you know. And you know, you almost sound like Jesus in in Gethsemane, like Father, I don't want to die. I mm. literally don't want to die. You see that? That's what Jesus did. Like, Father, I, if it's possible, yeah, must I, I do this? Must I know? do this? Like, that's really Jesus at the human level. And you see that it was talking to God. It wasn't complaining about it. It was. It didn't choose to be sad and and wallowing in. In depression, you know, it was. It didn't choose to be, like I said, Abner's a choice. It was sad, but it chose to pray. It was sad, chose not to remain sad, but chose to talk to God. And like eventually, strength was give, given to him, and the Jesus that went in, into the garden and got Gethsemane, sad and not wanting to die, came out ready to face the cross. So, I'm just saying that to say, yeah, talk to God about that zit in your head or or the toenail you're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man keep keep going bro i want to i want to hear um i mean do you have any more instances where you've experienced the supernatural power of god right i mean if because again so many people don't still don't believe man I'm, I'm encouraging i'm trying to get people who who don't believe or who are mm-hmm. rejecting god or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be mm-hmm. to to you know seek him a little bit just just try Right, do it with with a with a pure heart, though. You know what I mean. You can't just say, "Yeah, yeah, I'll seek him," and then, yeah, the guy who created your heart, he doesn't know your heart. Come on, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, be real about it. You got to be intentional. Yeah. You have to be legit. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, tell, do you have any other stories, bro? We, I got to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every day is is there's always a supernatural experience, man. This conversation right now is a supernatural experience. The Peter analogy that I gave to you, I got that on the spot. It literally was telling me to use that. I'd not used it before in any conversation. That Peter analogy with the founders and traction, that was the first time I was saying that. Mm. I, I can't that's gonna resonate I with somebody, bro. That, I mean, yeah, I mean that's gonna so, that's gonna resonate with somebody. It's gonna resonate. So right there, that's a supernatural experience. That's that's experience of the power of God, man. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't for my mind. Like I said, Christ is unto me the wisdom of God. So that was wisdom needed for someone there that couldn't have come from my mind. Or hours of study, or if I had tried to prepare before the call, that didn't matter. Right. It didn't matter if I had to prepare for the call. He wanted me to know that and use that because someone's going to hear that and make sense. It makes sense to them and encourage them. And there it is. And so I have tons of experiences. I know we're talking right. about how I got my job. You know, I'm an African, I'm in Nigeria, and um, Nigeria as a country has a reputation um, in the online world or in the world of not being so. Uh, a great country because of 
experience is just assumptions that you have in the world. And as I began to go through my yeah. career, I did internships with some some very good guys in India, you know, and I was and I began to yearn in that sense. Like I wanted to have a very good job that could provide for me, my family, you know, just to be a responsible man, you know. And oh, okay, let me. I, I spoke to um, Chris Doe, Melinda Lipsy, for those that would know him, um, on 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 R, and then like change your market, man. Change your market. I'm okay. I'm gonna go to the to the US. I'm gonna go to the to the land of milk and honey, really. To Canaan, really. <laughs> and really, really try to look for it. Mm. But it was a little bit difficult because I, I didn't go to design school and I was gonna be competing with people with design school. So I began to do one or two things and um I prepared my portfolio, all right? Because at the time I I started designing for like two years. And I was on on Discord. Uh, not even on Discord. Before I even got on Discord, I didn't. I didn't. I was in a place. I was in a former uh, apartment, and I was praying one day, and I literally heard, "You're going to move to a bigger place." I'm like, "Ah, thank you, Jesus. I needed that. I really want to move to a better place. I mean, I want to be able to have calls like like the call that I'm having right now with Brad, man. <laughs> like, and all those calls. And at the time, I had like, I, I was, I was thinking, "Oh, how much do I need?" So. Let's just use it in, in my in my native currency in Naira. So say I need I need to get a house for like 160k. I had like 50k at the time. 50k. I'm like, okay. God, I'm gonna do this. So I go home to my, you know, go visit my parents and, and just see them for the end of the year. And I come back to where I live. And I begin to talk to my fiance and all that. And she says, Oh, I know this guy who could help you set up hours and all that and one day i was just really really in despair i was really worried i was like going to move i need to move out of this place i was overcome with emotion i was almost crying and i felt like not going to church like beware every time you feel like you shouldn't pray that's the devil man like i was like probably i shouldn't go to church probably i shouldn't see anyone probably i should just talk to anyone i should just be by myself i mean that's not God. It's always the devil trying to make you, you know, isolate you. And then I was talking to my fiance at the time. You know, my, and then she she says, Go to church. There'll be a word for you. You know. And I enter church. Having not said anything to anyone. Having not said anything to anyone. And someone walks up to me and says, God says to tell you that which you want to do, go ahead and do it. I've not spoken to anyone. Hmm. Like that which you want to do, go ahead and do it. And I'm like, uh, what exactly? And the Holy Spirit reminds me in that moment and says, go look for a house. And then I go ahead to look for a house. Mm. I go ahead to look for a house. And so there's this area that I wanted in my mind. So I went to the office. The guy was not in. I waited so long that I even took a nap. But I was praying before that. <laughs> I was actually fasting. Actually, I waited as long as I took a nap. I was fasting. And when the guy came back, and I was like, oh, where do you want? I made a mistake and set another place. But it didn't occur to me that I had made a mistake until after I got the house. Until after I was in the, after I was thinking about, no, 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 this is not where I actually wanted before coming. And so I said somewhere, I was like, I, I didn't know where the confidence came from. Like, what's the best house you got in this area? Take me to that house. And it takes me hmm. there. I'm like, I want this house. And it's like, so how are, we do, how, how, are we, how are we to do payments? And trust me, 
landlords in Nigeria they don't take half payments. Not even, not for a very good good house. And I don't have half payments. If I'm supposed to give them the half payments, it's also like 80 grand, but I have 50 grand, man. I had 50, 60 grand thereabout. And I say, so what I do have now is 60 grand. I would pay you in the next 30 days, 100 grand. And mind you, I had no American job. I had no American job. And the guy says, oh, no, oh, no. Okay, 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 let me talk to landlord and all that. And before the end of that day, I moved into that house. Hmm. He accepted the without, payment. Without the amount of money, right? Without the without ad without without it was impossible to get that kind of house okay so where the move wow. from here lord i'm here now with literally nothing and all that and then coincidentally which is i know it's not coincidentally someone gets the other room in the building and this set person already has a job in the u.s and i'm talking to him i was like what do you do oh i'm a cloud uh I'm a cloud engineer. I do this. How much do you make? You make some. So how did you get your job? It's like, oh, I could give you some links. Remember, I wasn't in the area that I wanted to be, but I found myself saying something else. Mm -hmm. Speaking of another area. And the guy gives me the links. And in two weeks, I found the job that I am in currently. Two weeks later, Wow. And then less than 30 days later, I was able to fulfill all of my rent. Less than 30 days later, wow. I was able to fulfill all my rent. So what are the odds if I didn't go to church? What if I had moved into another area, which I made a mistake? What if the guy, what if I hadn't met the guy? Those were seemingly like coincidences. Right. They are not coincidences. Those, those were supernatural events set up by God because I prayed, because he loves me first foremost because of Jesus and because I responded to his love because of his mercy and his grace really and I did that and um, in less than two years I am now uh, principal where I am right now man I mean in an American company mm. principal working with great people because of you know modern bro you know we, we built modern bro from from scratch man so it's 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 a uh, wow I mean I, I really can, I mean, that's one of the highlights of my life. Why? Because it's, what I do right now is completely supernatural. Being a venture strategist, completely supernatural, man. I mean, I, I am right where, where God wants me to be because his it's, it's power is taking me. I have tons and tons of experiences to share, man. That seemed like wow, coincidence. that's crazy. So, <laughs> but they are not. Yeah, yeah so if you, had not, if you had not gone to church, bro, you wouldn't have gotten the house. I wouldn't, gotten I wouldn't have gotten the job. I wouldn't have gotten the job. And I right, wouldn't have met the guy there with the links to get you the job. Man, that's crazy. And I wouldn't be here, man. You know that? It's a cascade up, up, wow. up until this moment. I wouldn't be here, man. I wouldn't be on this podcast, man. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, again, coincidence, right? That's yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coincidence. That's, Seems like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what they say, man. You know what I... Chance, lock, man. Yeah, well... I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard the saying or not, but coincidence is really just God's way of remaining anonymous. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah. Have, have you heard that's that? Good. No, no, no. That's the first time I'm hearing it. Wow. No, I think I should rather now. 
that's good though, right? I mean, that's, really good. I, I don't know who to give credit for that, but but it, it's good. Mm -hmm. It's good, and it makes sense. Yeah, you know? mm. bro. Mm. So let's let's talk about something, man. Let's. I think I'm. I'm I think I'm. <laughs> I think I'm going to be opening the church doors for you here, bro, for you to walk in. So, um, so you can take the pulpit, <laughs> right? So, let's just let's just be real with people, man. You know, we've been we've been we've been real. We've been upfront. We've been we've laid it all out so far. Mm -hmm. But, bro, let, let just I'm going to turn it over to you, man. Why, like, why anyone who's listening who has not done so yet? I mean. Why should someone who doesn't believe in God right now, right? Why should they make an effort to seek God, right? How would you, as if what we've said isn't enough, but I mean, how would you persuade those folks to seek God right now? Hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a very, that's an age long question. I mean, theologians have been trying to ask them that question for Paul did a very great job. You know, we're doing that. And, uh, I'm trying. The Holy Spirit will help me answer this question. Um, why should you? Why do you need God? Why God? Um, firstly, because it's, it's the only logical thing to do. It's the only logical thing to do. Um, it's the easiest thing to do. Is <laughs> uh, the it, most many people would disagree, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's why I'm just stating my points and I begin to um, develop, develop, um, you know, on that. It's the, it's the most logical thing to do because, um, like I said, there's this eternal dance of first cause that people have been dancing. You know, something has to be made by an higher power. Oh, that thing is not God. Blah, blah. As we begin to dance, and dance and dance, we still have to end up in a being that is omnipotent and not subject to anything natural. All right? And so just in case you're wondering that who that is, the Bible tells us who that is. If you would accept that there will be an internal dance, that for all of this to exist, there must be an omnipotent God who is above everything, who is tran transcendent, who is transient there must be that being and if you're wondering who that being is the bible tells us who that is firstly it's a logical thing to believe it's a very very logical thing to believe all right and so um also it is it is the most easiest thing to do why because um what jesus asks us to do is to really look to him to become the better versions of ourselves all right. One of the things I tell people is, um, you you did not make the decision to make yourself. You never made that decision to make yourself. All right. And one of the uh, perspectives that I give is, this is it. You are an a you an intentional decision by God. All right. So it wasn't like you were a, a, a side thought. Oh, we made bread. Oh, really? Oh, send them to America. You know. That's not what it was. What 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 really happened? If I can, if I have the ability to do that, is God begins to look at the world and His plan for humanity and says, "I think Brad has a purpose in this. That's why you were made, man. There is something that I have designed Brad for. That is important for 
the fulfillment of my plan for mankind. And so therefore I must, all right? So it was, a, it was of a necessity to God's own pleasure that you were made. It was necessary that you were made. Hmm. And so if it was necessary that you were made, the only way you can fulfill the objective that you were made for is to really, really ask the one who made you. All right. And mm-hmm. why you people begin to ask, Isaac, why do you say that? Oh, why do you think people pursue their own purpose in life and still feel less fulfilled? Why do you think so? Why? That's the question. Why do you think people mm-hmm. commit suicide when they're very, very successful? Isn't that purpose enough? And because they were made by a being who in making them are designed within them something that yearns to feel the purpose of God for them. That's what Paul tells us. Mm -hmm. There is a God space in every man. There is a God space in every man. There is a space that God feels in the other man. You can't describe that feeling unless you are in the purpose of God. You only feel that feeling in the purpose of God, in God. That outside the purpose of God, you would continue to yearn for that, for that feeling. And what man has done is, man has tried to replicate that feeling with fleeting pleasures, with different mm. other pursuits. That's what man has tried to do. Man has tried to, yeah. to find a way to, to fill up that all. But you can't. And because... Mm-hmm. The pleasures of God, God is an eternal being, all right? And only an eternal being can satisfy an eternal craving. Because you, that, only all an eternal being can, you, you can't you can fill that all up, man. It existed before you were yeah. made, it exists exist before time. Because it's, it's the yearning that God has for Jesus, all right? It's that yearning. You, you just feel empty in that sense. You see these people die and they feel empty. They feel not feel. They die angry, you know? But there is that thing that God has placed within man that, that yearns for him. But man went out of his way, you know? Did all he called. And, 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 but God, is infinite mercies, reaches out to us through Christ Jesus and says, hey, you can come to me through Christ just by doing the easiest thing. Easiest thing. Believe that he died for you. Like really be intentional. Like take that fact upon yourself and believe it because it was real. And God didn't just do that abstractly. Christ actually lived as a man like you and I. So it was, it's a fact of history. In fact, the fact about Jesus's um, um, existence is almost inexhaustible. We have so much, so much facts and evidences that Jesus Christ lived and that it was actually a real man mm-hmm. in history than any other religion. Oh, yeah, than any other religion, really, than a most, than most scientific, than the Big Bang Theory. Man, we have more facts to prove that the big, that Jesus was real than, the, than that the Big Bang Theory is possible or that the Big Bang really happened, right. And so if right. you're saying, oh, oh, God didn't make the world. Oh, no, no. There are facts about Jesus than there are about the fact that there was a big bang, man. So that's one reason. Uh, just just such it, that curiosity. But if you're really looking for peace and joy, if you're lo- really looking for a life that is, that is hopeful, 
you know, I think that's what we need in the world right now. As I begin to sense it, like a lot of people need need hope. And the hope that Jesus Christ gives is not fatal optimism. It's not really even optimism. You know, the hope that Christ gives us is not optimism. It's not a maybe it will happen. It is something you are looking forward to because you know it will happen. All right? So it is not fatal. You know, when we are optimistic, you're okay. If this and this go right, then this will happen. That's not what hope is for the Bible. Something has already happened. So therefore, what you are hoping for will happen. Christ is already dead. He has given you all spiritual blessings in Jesus Christ, in, in God. So whatever you ask in his name will happen. They must happen because he is dead already. Because he has conquered death. He has conquered the body of sin. So you don't have to struggle with addiction anymore. So if you believe in him to help you handle addiction on drugs, you know at that moment that that addiction will be broken. Not it may be broken. It will be broken. So that's the that's the mm-hmm. difference. That the, that's the confidence that we have in the hope that was set upon Jesus. So it's not optimism. And so if you're looking at various ways to give yourself joy and still on a maybe, you're not doing yourself a lot of good because in Christ there's an assurance. So this is not a, mm-hmm. this is not a maybe. This is not a maybe. This is because Christ is dead. Looking up to Him. And you desire something in his name, it will come in God's time. It will on I mean it will come. He's God, man. If any one of God's word doesn't come to pass, then the world will not exist. It wouldn't exist. Right. So um um I don't know if I if I did answer that question. I I know fluid that the Holy Spirit will really help, you know, bring people to to that sense of you know, one of the ways, one of the reasons why I think people seek God, we seek God at crossroads. We seek God when we are hopeless. Yeah. Seek God because we are finding purpose to life. All of this is found in Him, and that's why I answer the purpose question. Like, if you're looking for that sense of fulfillment, especially in the not so great stuff, you will find it in Jesus because it begins to open your eyes to see beyond what you see currently. You know, He has the yeah, supernatural man. view of your life yeah that's i think i think there's a lot of great stuff there and i think i think if if people if nothing else i think that seeking seeking god if nothing else to to find your actual purpose yeah. right to find your actual purpose and and what you what you have for you man bro i gotta tell you it was for me like I had to, um, I had a friend of mine who 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 really kind of shook me. It wasn't that long ago; it was probably is you know seven eight months ago. I don't know. And and we, he he asked me a question, and I didn't know how to answer because I was conflicted on my purpose. Hmm. Right? He asked me. He says, you know, well, Brad, what would what would you do if your business failed? Right, hmm. the business that you have spent over twelve years trying to bring to market, the, hmm. the the business that you spent a lot of money and all this time, all this, all the losses, all the, hmm. all you know, what I'm saying, all all the all the the pain. Hmm. What would you do if that business just failed and it is no more? It is not being resurrected, bro. It's like what what are you going to do the next day? 
And I said, I don't know. I don't know. And that, that answer, the answer to that question that I gave him, I don't know, mm-hmm. just told me that I'm not clear in my purpose. It mm-hmm. told me that I am not in alignment with the one who has the best purpose for me mm-hmm. in mind. Right. Right? Yep. It shook me, bro. I, I, had, to, I, had, to, I had to reevaluate. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. And so... Here I am on a, on a podcast, uncomfortable on camera, trying to trying to reach people to hmm. to hear what we're saying, hmm. because the value we're providing them, whether or not they think it is immediately, is undeniable value to them. Because if they harness what we say and they apply, they apply it, bro. Things will change for them. Mm. Yeah, very. I'm very sure. No. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Because it's it's uh, like you said, right, bro. Like, like like you said, it is finding the purpose of God for us. And um, there is there is a that feeling that I'm describing. There is a feeling that comes with experiencing God, man. With experiencing the power of God, you can't find it anywhere else. There is a feeling that comes when you right. experience God's love, and and for anyone really seeking God in this moment as you begin to listen as you listen to this I pray that you you experience the tangibility of God's love that you experience the tangibility of God's love whatever time and season you listen to this that the love of God will become so real to you as you listen to this it, it, it would you would feel it different experiences someone might reach out to you and you would know that 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 knowing come to you that this is God's love to me and you you know what? What God wants to do is he wants to show you every day how much he loves you. And that's that's God's job description every single day, man. He just wants to show us, hey, I love you, Brad. I love you, Craig. I love you, Justin. I love you, Maria. You know, I love you. And I want to show you in different ways. You know, about that neighbor that you you wish isn't so rude to you, you know, how to respond to them, how to change them, about every single thing. I just want to show you that I love you and I care. Like, I'm, if I can use the word obsessed, but I am really, really giving to you. I'm enthusiastic about your life because I made you for a purpose. And more than you, I want you to work, walk in that purpose, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's finding that purpose in God, man. Yeah, man. So... I got one final question for you. All right. And yes. this is, this might be a tough, tough one to answer, but, oh, but you have to, you have to, you have to hone it in on one thing. Yeah. All right. Mm. So if you could leave the audience right now with just one thing mm. that they could start doing right now mm-hmm. that would set them on the path to becoming undeniable, what would that one thing be? Talk to the Holy Spirit more. Then you become undeniable. Hmm. What if they've never talked to him? Not once. Start today, huh? Not once. Um, well, you, you you can do that right now. You can you can just you can just you can just in this moment you're gonna say, okay, so Jesus, um, no, these guys are saying you died for me, and I literally don't know. I don't know anything about that, right? But I'm just trying this out. Like, be, right. 
be true. Like, I'm just really trying this out. And yeah, be honest, man. Be real. Yeah, like, like I don't know if I'm nuts or I'm just talking to myself. But these guys are really saying that you hear me and you listen to me. And so, um, I'm not really talking to you just because I need help. But really, I need help with my life. I really need to get things. I really need to get things in order. I need to. I need to really live as a human being. I really need to have things just work for me. And I, you know, these guys are talking about the Holy Spirit, and I just want the Holy Spirit to be my pal. Like, man, I really just need to help me. I'm confused. I mean, just insert whatever issue right mm. now that you're you you you're going through. And I believe you will talk to me in any way. Uh, you may not really respond to me right now, but I believe that you will send help to me. And trust me, what the what Jesus tells us is: if anyone does this and believes in his heart and does not doubt in his mind, he will receive what he is asked for. Do you see that? So, yeah, Christians, we do, we don't do things out of the blue. We do things because Jesus has said something. So, what did Jesus say? Ask me and don't doubt, then you receive what you've asked. And so, what do I go? I go ahead mm-hmm. and ask. You remember what I said about confidence? Because it will happen. I would receive because he asked me to. You know, that's, that's literally what you yeah. say back to God. Like, you asked me to believe in you and ask, believing in you, and I'll receive what I've asked. And so, talk to me and trust me. Yeah. God always speaks. There might be a yeah, noise. It's, yeah, um, God always speaks, but. Yeah. As a as a footnote, I, I will tell people who who who, who are not experienced in this uh, that uh, Isaac is right. Um, the, the 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 thing is, what people also need to be understanding of is that you, you, people are going to take. Some people might take this and say, like, God, I really believe it. I'm going to ask that someone deliver a million dollars to my doorstep, <laughs> no, no, please. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and, and you, well, this guy, this guy on the show said, "Ask and, and believe, and you will receive." And it's like, no, 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 this you, you don't know the manner in which God will deliver to you. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you you don't know. You don't know if it's going to be exactly how you envision it, envision it in your head. You don't know if if somebody's going to come come along and give you an opportunity. Someone's mm-hmm. going to come along and give you a piece of advice mm-hmm. that gets you there mm-hmm. that you didn't think of, or you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It could be so many different ways, but you have to trust that it'll come somehow, some way, yeah. right? But and and just don't take it so literal because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. God is not well, <laughs> he's yeah, not yeah. a literal kind of God yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the things that I, I read you know? sometimes when like um like the first thing is go talk to God. Even if your motivations are not so clear, because I figured that out, it's, it's better to go with a bad, you know, it's like like the example we did of Jesus. You know, the will of God was that Jesus would die, but Jesus didn't want to die. So it wasn't such like a very great motivation. It wasn't a very good mindset to have. But he didn't come out with the right motivation. So if you if you go out and say, God, I need one million, I bet it with you. You would know on your inside that God is not going to give you one million dollars in cash at your front door. <laughs> you know, I bet it with you, you know. Because what we what praying to God does to us is it lets us in on the mind of God for us in that moment. And so that's that's how I want people to begin to interact with prayer. Prayer is talking to God to know what his thought is for you in that moment, for the next week, for the next day, 
for the next month, for the next year, about your grandma, about your about your wife, about your husband, about your husband, about your kids. It is prayer just knowing what God is saying because you do not have all the answers. You know, you know why? 20 years ago you thought you were wise and you had all the answers, but now looking back, you discover you're a fool. And 10 years from now, you discover that you're a fool mm -hmm. now in the moment. That's how I know you, you don't have all the answers. You know, when you were 30 yeah. or 40, you discover, hey, I'm, I'm a man, I could do stuff. But when you become 50, you'll be like, oh, no, man, I was so foolish. That's that's the uh, that's the being of humankind. That's the being of So you, yeah. you, you need to talk to God regularly because it doesn't change. It doesn't grow old. It doesn't look back and say, oh, no, I was a foolish God. And now I'm wiser God. No, it doesn't do, it doesn't do that. So I should begin to talk to him and say, hey, this is what I need. I, right now, I really feel like I need $1 million at my front, front door. But I'm, I know that's, that, that's not going to happen. Probably not. Probably not. But I just need you to give me your perspective about this. You can just go in and say, I need your perspective about this. Just ask him. I need your perspective about this. How, 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 does, mm -hmm. this, how does this get solved? And it might come to you and say, trust right. me, rejoice. And it, that might just be his, his instruction to you. But when he tells you that, really take it literal and really do trust him, man. Because eventually he comes through. He will do what he says to you. He will do what he promises yeah. every single time. So that's, yeah. I, I just want to tell people, like, go to God because you know he will talk to yeah. you. And go to him because whatever he says to you, he will do. And lastly, he will do it because he loves you. Yeah. He loves you so much, man. So, yeah. Just, just go and open, go, go with it, go with an open heart and open mind and, yep. and say, you know, I, bro, I like, say, say, God, I don't know what I'm doing here. Tell him. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not like you don't know. Tell him. Exactly. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm listening to these guys. And I'm going to try it out. And I, mm -hmm. I don't know what to believe. And mm -hmm. I, I just, you show me. You show me you're here. You know, whatever yep. the case may be, do what you do what you feel, man. Say what you feel. Yep. It's not like he doesn't know. Yep. Bro, I gotta tell you, it's been it's been a pleasure having you here. It's been awesome having you. I I really hope that the value you provided here today resonates with with a lot of people. Um yeah. but if people have questions, bro, I I, I mean how can people connect with you? If they if they they, they like what you heard what you said today, they want to connect with you, whether it's for business opportunities or um, spiritual mentorship or questions or what have you, how can people connect with you? I am on Twitter at, uh, at the Isaac Amos, the Isaac Amos. So the T H E I S W A C A M O S. It's my username. So once again, uh, you can reach Isaac at the Isaac Amos, T H E I S A A C A M O S on Twitter. And um, he he'll be he'll reach he'll reach back out for sure. So, all right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, it is my hope that you enjoyed it, that it brought you some undeniable value, things obviously that you can take away and implement in your life right now that will produce positive changes. Again, I will reiterate: we're not we're not talking about God just because. We want something to talk about. We're talking about it because we understand that he's real and that he is available to all of you as well, right? So if you didn't hear any nuggets that were undeniably valuable to you in this episode, then you clearly were not listening. So what's your next step when the show ends? All right, pay the show, pay it forward, 
by sending the show to people you know, right? We're looking to grow the show because, you know, maybe while you were listening, you thought of someone that really needs to hear that one point that was made just for them. Well, send them the show, all right? Just takes a couple of taps of your thumb, right? And what sharing the show with them to hear that one part that you thought was for them could be the one thing that gets them motivated to finally get off the couch and to start doing something to create a positive impact in their lives. All right. After that, if you would, please leave us a generous review. We're trying to build those up right now. Right. So that the show can grow, get this value out into the ears of other people that really need to hear it. All right. Remember, you cannot become undeniable if you are uninformed. All right. If you become awakened, then you become undeniable. And make sure you bless up, mom. And I'm out.